stories were told, jokes were made, and I had a conversation with my father at his house during a pandemic. Now, things were learned through all of this, my first time editing multicam, my first time using my Tascam remotely, so you might hear a little hiss, but overall, I think it is an amazing interview with my father, and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. In today's show, I sit down with my dad and we just talk. Actually, he's just going to yell at me about how my life is a bunch of shit. Uh, dad, to start it off, how's my life a bunch of shit? Well, I wouldn't say it's a bunch of shit. So, would... no, 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 just lay it into me the way you were laying it into me before. Well, Let's go at it. The only problem I have with you, Mr. Aaron, uh -huh. is, is the Aaron way. What's the, what's the Aaron way? You know, tell me what the Aaron way is. The Aaron way is, uh, I think I know everything, but then I don't know anything. That's correct. I and mean, ever since you've been a little kid, what's the first thing I said? I think I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, that's because that's what and my then, mom says. And then what? And then what happens at the end? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's the problem. So what human beings tend to have is make errors. That's just the way human beings are. We make errors. The people who make less errors, right, do better, correct? I guess. So if you keep making errors, right, either make errors faster, fail faster until you succeed, or stop making errors. That's true. So in today's episode, I'm sitting at my dad's house. We're both wearing masks because we believe in science. Uh, he's also old and going to die very soon, uh, probably in the next 10 years, 20 years. I got a long 40 left. Uh, I wish I would say that's a good thought, but there's no guarantee. Uh, tonight, the way you drive, you may not make it home. Oh, I'm making it home. You know, you may not make it home on 95. Listen, you know there's a dead body laying on the road for every mile on 95 over over the that's it give it give it to me give me the scared facts ever since i can remember um you've always well given... you don't believe there's accidents on 95 oh i know there's accidents but don't i don't believe, believe there's, there's dead bodies well when i say dead bodies i'm saying that talking to the microphone somewhere uh -huh. somewhere yeah there was an accident <laughs> on 95 and all those miles up and down that road, okay, and particularly down here, I would say from West Palm down probably to Miami, are probably where the most fatalities occur. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, it's the most populated. All right, so there's dead bodies laying on those roads. Now, we pick them up, but the body's spirit is still laying there. <laughs> He's still hanging out waiting for someone to pick them back uh, to the grave site. You now, know? now, for as long as I can remember, you've always been very blunt and you've been very to the point. Um, for example, I remember when I was younger, I broke my pinky toe while jumping on a trampoline down the street. I called you and I told you I broke my pinky toe and your answer was ride your bike home. You idiot. It wasn't sympathetic. It wasn't soft. It wasn't like, you wait know, a minute. It's a pinky toe. It's not I know, like, but it, <laughs> listen, it's not like you broke your wrist. Okay. I mean, how, how have, about this? I, to I, I tore my meniscus and you told me to ride my bike home. You tore your meniscus. Remember, I tore at the Coral Springs gym, and you told yeah. me, get on your bike and ride home. What's wrong with that? It doesn't stop <laughs> you from riding. It wasn't like your leg was in two parts, okay? You just don't how go about this? The, you Seth, don't go all the way. How about this? Seth Bray fractures both his arms, his elbows, and you tell him to just wait it out until the next day. And why was that? Because it was Thanksgiving. And what would have happened? We would have sat in the hospital forever. And we all would have been waiting for Seth. Yeah. Now. Let's look at let's look at the cause. 
See, let's always go back to the fact. Yes, yeah, Seth was an idiot. Right. So he decided that day that he had to get a McFlurry. Yeah. Right? And the, I said, Thanksgiving, Seth, don't go there. Don't go. You don't need it. I'm going. Because he had the what syndrome? I know. Yeah, I know syndrome. You got it. And so on the way back, he had the McFlurry in his hand. Right? And he decided. He was going to race Shane in the car. Right. A bike versus a car. Right. So his brain wasn't working very smartly at that time for whatever reason. Okay. And then he decided to go off the beaten path, the sidewalk, which was concrete, and make it across the grass. But unfortunately, the grass had a hidden field. Well, the grass was one level, but the ground was not. No. The grass was one level. It was a field drain. Right, right. But the grass looked even. Yes. But the ground was was not even. There was a field drain there. Yeah. And when he hit the field drain... He went flying like Rocket Man. Off the handlebars. Yeah. And he came home. You scrubbed him in the shower. Yep. And then he ate the food like a barbarian yep. with no arms and just yep. ate it off the plate with his, yep. with, with his mouth. Just to show you. Just to show you. <laughs> and you want to talk about fortitude and, and the ability to do things. If he really tried to make himself the best that he can be, think of what he did that night. If he applied it to any other realm, studying, education, being a skilled somebody, the ability to sustain that pain, the ability to sustain that pain and still complete his task, if he could apply it to another thing, which brings me to another conversation, right? Well, I I didn't even get to my point. My point was, why have you always been so blunt? Was Was your dad blunt to you? No. What was he then? Uh, he didn't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> so you felt like you had enough to say for, for him and you moving forward? Uh, Where did your dad, bluntness come from? I think it came from philosophical views in college and being able to speak to people on an intellectual level, no matter what intellect they are, and to come to a point. Typically, you probably very much like most men like to solve problems. In a sense. To solve problems, you got to be somewhat blunt. Yeah. If you start talking about solving a problem, right, and you go off the beaten path and talk about a whole lot of other things, the problem doesn't get solved. That's true. Right. But so if you're blunt, now the problem with bluntness, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, because people call you an asshole. You can get cut in both ways. Yeah. Be blunt. But I would probably say I would rather have somebody be as blunt as possible to me. To get the honest truths than to lie to me and tell me I'm doing wonderful when I'm not. That's true. Well, you know, the number one word I think if we asked any of our siblings that you say is, you're done. You're done. Why do you say that so much? Well, if you can't change and you can't think of change and you can't recognize that there may be change, you're done. (laughs) There's not much we could do for you. You're going to be the dinosaur. You're going to keep going to... Uh, the briar pits with a with your sink in there, you know. Gee, I saw my cousin dinosaur here yesterday. He seemed to be the tar pits. He was walking along the tar pits, and today he's gone. I don't know what happened to him. Where did Dino go? Dino, where are you, Dino? Maybe I'll just walk along those tar pits and see if I can find Dino. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You understand? That's your analogy. Your analogy you is the bear the and the bear trap. Right. You understand how the dinosaur disappeared? Yeah. His brain was what? 
The size of a pea. Right. So they kept walking along the top pits. <laughs> now we put them in the gas tank. That's true. Right? Remember, what's the famous gas station called? Shell. No, nope. it has a dinosaur. I don't know. Sinclair. I never heard of that. Yeah, it's old school. Sinclair was a dinosaur. Well, they're gone the now, just like the dinosaurs. They were bought up by Amoco, probably, or some other major firm. Um, when it comes to what's going on with COVID, even though you call it covert, you never say it the right way. You always call it covert. Because it is covert, because people are so <laughs> stupid. They think they can get past it. I'm going to sneak past that disease, and it ain't going to catch me. As they're blowing that, that air on me with all those germs, I'm going to covertly around it. Um, what do you think the, the biggest problem is on why people aren't you know, listening to anything? You think selfish desires? For example, um, we argue all the time. We were arguing at dinner. I was telling you that Miami's packed. People are out. People are going out to shows. People are packed in clubs. Fake news. It's not fake. It's real. Fake people news. are there. Yes, there are people that are out, but not everybody. Don't say everybody. There a are lot people. of people. There are some. There are more than what should be. Okay? Yeah. Not everybody's out there. Uh, probably the people who are not using their... Condoms are probably the same people not wearing masks. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I'm not going to get AIDS. I'm not going to get sexually transmitted disease. Well, because what happens to human beings? We think we're invincible. Desire. Yeah. We have wants and we have a difficult time. Now, I will tell you again the difference between wants and the difference between desire. Okay? And what the importance of it. We want a lot of things. Okay? But it doesn't necessarily mean we should get them. Okay? The way we succeed is by doing a sacrifice. We sacrifice to be successful. If I want to go buy a car, and I want to go on vacation, and I want fancy clothes, the day may come when the wolf comes to my door, okay, and I need money. But because I spent all my money, there is no, there is no money, and now I'm in trouble. So sacrificing is what people have to do. Yeah. And if you can sacrifice enough, you can save and do better. So What's your favorite you, story with saving? Saving? How, you get, how do you save money? Tighten the other way. There you go. Well, we got to make sure this mic is going into. There you go. There you go. What's my favorite story? With, about with the money? grasshopper and the ant. Tell okay. the grasshopper and the ant story. Oh, the grasshopper and the ant. That, that's Aesop's fable, right? All right. Correct? I don't know. Well, you should know. You went to school. You don't know who Aesop was? I know who Aesop, Aesop fable is, but I don't know how the grasshopper and the ant relates to so, that. So the grasshopper is out there all day, jumping and playing in the summer. Meanwhile, the ant is working. He's like the Egyptian slave. He's working, putting all the sand together, gathering the grain. Because he goes, the winter is coming, right? Because uh -huh. the winter will, right? Winter will come. Right. right? Bad times are going to happen. That's just human nature. Things yeah. are going to go up and down, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, the grasshopper is smoking weed. He's out there having a good time, okay? Doing some crack, okay? And he isn't worried about COVID either. Right. You know, he's a grasshopper. He says, it. I'm not Fuck worried it. about, yep. I'm not worried about COVID. Yep. Screw that shit. Yep. That's a human shit. I'm yep. out there. Meanwhile, the ant got his mask on. He's working hard every day. He got a nice home. He's got a 56-inch television in right. there, okay? He's looking good. He's got a nice couch to sleep on. Everything's looking good. Now the winter comes. Now that mic's 
in the thunder. That's that's the winter's coming, right? Now, who is it? It's me, the grasshopper. I have no more weed, and the sun isn't out. Oh, I got a suntan lotion, and there's no sun. Let me in, Ant. Kiss my ass, grasshopper, okay? Because you were out jumping and skipping while I was working as an Egyptian slave. But now I'm sitting back like Pharaoh, and I'm deep in Pharaoh's grain and watching Netflix and having a good time. Let me in, Mr. Hands. Kiss my ass, grasshopper. Go find the next door down the road. Now you understand. So what happens to the grasshopper? He dies, right? Well, he either finds somebody who takes care of him. Or he dies. Or he suffers. And I remember you would tell me this story and then go, good night. And I was like <laughs> eight. <laughs> and that would put you right to sleep. <laughs> With nightmares. No, no nightmares. You always wanted to be the grasshopper. So you chose the grasshopper's door. That sounds like a good idea. I'll be the grasshopper. So what if I starve to death? Doesn't make a difference. My dad will always save me because he always does anyhow. Now, I think you're the last of a dying breed of people who work hard. And I guess I mean that by, you know, the, the older people, you know, they worked hard to the, to the bone. You kind of have that same philosophy of working hard to the day you die. You always say the famous line uh, where you spell out work and you say it takes W-O-R-K. Work. Otherwise, nobody spell, wants to work. Otherwise, they'd spell it S C X or F U N. Those That's, are three-letter words. So you notice work is a four-letter word. Where Where did you get that in the the work ethic from to always work like that? Well, I guess coming from a family that my dad and mom worked hard, we were middle class. Uh, we didn't live high on the hog. We didn't have silver spoons growing up. And you understand in order to attain anything, you work. And then basically sports was a, a, a real uh, eye-opener uh, for the work ethic. And if you notice, again, we talk about this all the time, uh, ability and will. Okay? There's a saying, the ability doesn't get you to be a great player but the will gets you to be a great player. So the average player, if he has will, can become great. But the great player, if he has will, can become very, very good. That's the problem. When you see the greats, it's because they have the will to work. They put the work ethic in there. They're going to sacrifice. And this comes back to the original word we used before. What was that word? W-O-R-K. No. Oh. Sacrifice. Oh. What will I put off today so I can attain something later in life? That's the only thing there is in life. You must put off some basic pleasure that you want. Because what do most of us want to do? Have fun and screw. Sex, drink, party, uh, laugh, not have to work. But the reality is man was put on this planet to do what? Yeah, to work. So you figure prehistoric man worked 80% or 90% of his day just for food and shelter. We don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. To essence, to a sense, to a sense. Well, it wasn't enjoyable, you know, growing up and having to do that, you know, it was. extraneous work, waking us up at 6 a.m., walking in the room. 
if you don't know who Cat Williams is, the moment that my father saw Cat Williams special and he came out with Every Day I'm Hustling. If you know the song, Every Day I'm Hustling, Every Day I'm... What would you do when we, in the morning, 6 a.m., in your underwear? What would you do dancing around the room? Every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. Every day I'm hustling. I'm rolling. I'm riding dirty. They're trying to catch me. I'm rolling hard. That's what you got to do. You got to get up. You got to hit that road. You got to know that they're after you, that they're chasing you down. You got to ride dirty sometimes. You got to get past everything. That's the work. And then that's what happens. So let me give you another scenario. Uh-huh. You'll like this one. Oh, yeah. So imagine life is like a long, linear line. Right. But that line ends up being squiggly. It goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Yeah. Okay? But when we really look at it after a lifetime, you're not there yet. You're half a third of a life of the way through. And maybe if you have an intellect, you can really look back on what you've done because you're only here to give, to, to give back. You're really not here to take. Or most of us just want to take, you will see that the level of high, all the good high points are very far and in between. They're not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're not constantly going. They're very far in between. And the valleys, the lows, the valleys, we tend to be in there much longer. Now, the secret is not to stay in the valley. So, when you're a kid, whatever it is, you graduate, you go to school, you graduate elementary school, you're up on top of the hill. Then before you know it, you're going back down in the valley. Then you're in the valley and you're trying to get back. Then you get junior high school and you're up back up on the hill. And these go all the way through your life. You have marriage. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe you're back in the valley. You get remarried. You're back up on the hill. When you look at it, the up on the hill moments are probably much less than the valley. That's just the way life is, okay? But if you can enjoy those moments and understand that the journey is the journey, that when you get to the top of the mountain, you're only there for a very short period of time, okay? And if you can enjoy it and understand that you have to come off the mountain, because what's the next thing you have to look for? The next mountain. And sometimes the next mountain could be months, years, weeks. We don't know. We don't know. And so that's the secret, to keep that moving forward, to keep going and try and get up that valley, get out of the valley and get back up to the top of the hill. And that's how you basically look at life. And you understand that, just like we are now, this covert, right, it's going to end. It's going to stop someday. Eventually, hopefully, one day. And then everybody's going to be flying high. Going back to their old ways, polluting with the air, polluting the water. We'll forget about all the things. You know, hopefully we don't. But we'll say we're out of it, and now we'll be smarter. We'll relook at what happened. We'll reexamine it. The scientists, the people who are smart, will say this is what happened, and then we'll try not to make the same mistake. We won't say, what won't we say? I don't remember. I oh, know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, I know. We don't have to worry about it. I know. So... We'll study it, and then we'll be able to say this is what it's going to be, and then the next time it comes, we'll be much better prepared. Maybe. Go into the valley. Maybe. The valley will still be there, but maybe it won't go so low. I have another thing is that um, you've worked in labor rights and union stuff, and I, and most, I, I would say most people my age have no idea what union stuff is and what labor rights are. Um, you know, do, you, do you think that's going to disappear completely in the next 
20, 30, 40 years that there will be zero unions left and basically there'll be nobody who understands what labor rights are? That's a good question. Um, I think I think labor rights, I think entrepreneurship has been the death of labor rights, that they have convinced us that entrepreneurship is the sexy way, the way that you work for every little you know nook and cranny, piece and crumb, and that the more you struggle and the more you have nothing, the more you're going to reach and elevate to something in the future. I so, think that's the biggest hustle that we've created so in the myth of tell, America. So let me tell you the reality. When you struggle as an entrepreneur, they go, that's good. Okay, that's so good. Let me, let me tell you something about entrepreneurship, okay? And why the people who make money know how to make money. And I was told by a gentleman who was... And this is going to tie into labor rights. A fairly rich guy. It will... Eventually, it could take about a year. <laughs> Do we have that much time? No. Okay. So anyway, um, these two hands. You could only make so much money in a factory with these two hands, putting the clock together. Right. But if I can get you and you and you and you and three more other people start putting clocks together, now I can make money. So I need labor. I need labor. Right. But if I treat my employees like shit, I fail to pay them good wages. I fail to pay them good benefits. Yep. Then my turnover rate goes what? Up. And then my product goes down. So all the good companies, okay, find a mixture. The good companies find mixtures of how to work contracts. Big companies, small companies typically don't have contracts, but I'm talking about big companies, okay? Uh, do have contracts, and they find ways to work with labor. But most people are at-will employees. At-will, if you don't know what at-will mean, at-will means at any moment the company can just say, you're gone, yeah. see you later, that, with no rhyme or reason. That's probably, that, that may change in the future. You think I, so? You think labor unions are coming back? No, I think the government is going to recognize that, and that ownership is going to have to have a responsibility to the employees. That you can't look at people as if they're nothing more than cattle. Well, most people think union, they think bad. Well, unions do have good and bad to them. You know, a lot of times, you know, unions have problems with contracts, how they negotiate. Uh, like in Europe, an example, their, their unions are a little bit different. So let's hypothetically say a company is suffering and they're not making enough money, right? The union, a lot of times, rights within the company, rights within their contract, will say before the employer will lay off all these automobile workers, okay? The union will come together and agree to pay themselves 10% less so all the employees can continue to work. Right. That in doesn't our, happen here. No. In our country, we just say... We're selfish. Other, we, we're not taking Well, the nothing. contract says, you know, the manager's just trying to rip us off. They really have the money. Uh, but the good companies... The good companies will be able to figure those out, and those will be the ones that will survive in the future. Large corporations. So you think labor unions do make a comeback? They'll slowly make a comeback. They'll never be as strong as they were because we're not manufacturing the way we were. But again, the reality is we don't know what we're going to manufacture in the future. We may be technologically so advanced that we can manufacture things in a way that uh, we still need labor unions. Uh, what, what, why do you always have to do the right thing and do the, the, always do fight for justice and fight for good? What, 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 why do you always have this, you know, anno be anno annoying, annoying thing to always well, do the right, doing the wrong thing. 
Sometimes? No, there's never a right. Sometimes thing. it's always never take the shortcut. Always take the long, arguous, you know, strenuous. When you do road, something, do the right thing. Always do the right thing. You're like you do the right you're like the poor man's Batman. Yeah, if you do the right thing, okay. And sometimes that's difficult to do the right thing because it demands more of you, okay. Um, you 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 can sleep peacefully at night. You don't have to worry about the knock on the door coming to get you. You don't have to worry about all that you attain, your reputation, your name, all the things that you've been. Uh, it's not going to be taken away from you because somebody found something that you did immoral or illegal. So, I'd so you're saying you only do the right thing so you don't have people bother you? No, you do the right thing so you don't have to have worries about someone's going to come for you in the night because you stole or lied or cheated or something like that. That's true. Um, why am I never going to make it as an entertainer? Because you're not funny. <laughs> Just keep going. Why, I'm why am I never going to make it? Because I'm funny. That would be the reason why. No, you'll make it as an entertainer, uh, but you're going to have to uh, work. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it today or tomorrow. You may. It may take you 10 years. Rodney Dangerfield didn't become... A great comedian till 25 years into his career. Yeah, he was you, a tell me, you tell me all the time. You tell me all the time. I'm not funny. Oh, uh, you know, I'm funny. Listen, I'm going to tell you. I am funny. You're somewhat funny. If you wrote half the jokes down that I told you, you would be very funny. Okay? If I put you on the spot right now and I say, say one joke, you couldn't. Oh, I could tell you a joke. All right. This is the end of your so career. The guy's, <laughs> the guy's walking down the road, and they're in the woods, right? And the guy says, I got to go take a pee. I got to take a pee. All right, go in the woods over there, take a pee, right? He goes in the woods. He looks at his, you know, Waddy Johnson. Johnson's like eight inches long. Gets a big, giant Johnson, okay? Snake sees that Johnson, reaches up and whacks him, bites him on the Johnson. He comes running out of the woods, and he says, I got bit by a snake on my Johnson. What should I do? He says, wait a minute. The dock is just down the road. I'm going to run there and get the dock. He runs down. This is the doc. Doc, my friend's back up the road. He's been bit by a venomous snake on his cock. What should I do? He goes, you got to cut it and then suck the blood out. Okay, thanks. Comes running back up there. He said, what did the doc say? What did the doc say? He says, you're going to die, motherfucker. You're going to die. <laughs> that's a good joke. I'm funny. But you didn't write that joke. That's like, make... that's like one of those bar jokes that but you, you hear. But you don't have to write a joke. You, understand? you do got to write jokes. No, no, no. You just have to take someone's joke and make it funnier. That's stealing. That's correct. That's, that's not doing the right thing. No, that is the that's right the thing. That's the shortcut. No, 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 no. That's contradictory. In, no. In comedy, stealing is allowed. Everybody no. knows that. No, you can steal someone's joke in comedy. That is the rule of the road. Everybody knows that one. You don't even have to. There's no. Listen, in comedy, why do you think that guy gets that weird face? One smiles and one frowns, right? You ever notice? Well, that's tragedy. It's from the that's Greek. Burlesque. That's burlesque. Right, burlesque. Right, correct. That's the reason why. If I stole your joke and I got it, you're not smiling. I am. That's why I'm funny, you see? And you got to be able to tell a story. You do. You have the ability to tell a story, but you don't tell it well. How many comedy shows have you come to mind? I try never. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> see what I mean? That's I can true. Make, I can make you laugh. You laugh all the time. That is funny. Right. So, I mean, you know, maybe you need somebody like, uh, like, a, like, a, like a dummy 
like you can talk to the dummy and then the dummy answers you. Yeah, it's Shane. You know, yeah, right. You could do a Shane. That's my but brother. But I was figuring you could be the dummy and I can be the funny guy. But then mm. I would get the career and you still be unfunny. That's true. So, uh, what what are some closing words you have for just young people in general? Just young people. I feel like young people now are selfish, self interested. They believe Put in the wait, 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 wait. They believe in the lottery of social media, right? So before you were taught that education was a way to elevate your class, right? They said, go to college, go to college, go to college, and you can elevate your class, right? Your parents didn't have a college education. You went to college and you ended up, you know, getting a master's degree and being able to elevate your class. You went from lower class to middle, upper well, class. I wasn't lower class. I was middle class. Let's listen. I wasn't a brother in the hood now. Okay? I thought you lived in the Bronx. Yeah, that was middle class. That's and a two-bedroom place you share with your sister. That's middle class. That's lower class. No. That's you said middle. you would eat bread and mayonnaise for sandwiches. That's middle class. That's, that's lower you... class. No. Lower class is when you're living up on the street down there and you ain't got even the food and the bread. That's homeless. Listen, that's, at least we had the knives and the forks. That's <laughs> what I'm And they weren't plastic. That was the nice thing about it. They were actually not plastic. They and you washed them by spitting on them and drying them off. Uh, usually we had running water in the house. That's but good. listen, we, we lived in an apartment. That was what the people did back in those days. That's how you survived. Home ownership was uh, not as prevalent as today. So you elevated your social class by going to college. That was the myth. Now, young people feel that that myth is dead because to get a college education, if you don't have scholarships, can range you around one fifty, one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars in debt at the end of it, so right? What? And then people feel like they can never get a job that pays them to get out of that so debt. So let's let's talk about your sister, okay? Well, so before wanna, we get to that, right? We'll we'll, we'll just say. So I want to go spend and get a scholarship so I can be an artist. Well, Lauren's well, a professional artist now. Well, well, if you're gonna spend, so this is where this is where you have to put your desires. Okay, what you really want. But she's doing great. She's just poor. That's what I'm saying. You got to say, do I want... Well, the artist is not really a career that you really become rich. Well, you can, but the numbers are what? Well, the reason... uh, And this Uh, goes to my... So if you pick a career that has an ability to make a lot of money... And you pick that career, but this is my, then you but this probably going to make a lot of money. But this is my point. This goes to my point. This is capitalism. But this goes to my point. My point yeah. was before college was looked at as the way to elevate your class. Now the young generation looks at the internet, being able to be good on social media, being able to be good on um, to grow a following. Like you always, you yell at me. You need to get more following. You need to get more following. You need to get more following. Because the more followers I have, the more people who listen to me the higher chance I have of becoming a famous comic and getting booked more. So that being said, the new generation doesn't look at college as this way to elevate their class. They look at the lottery, the casino table of the internet, and they believe that if they just become popular on the internet, that they'll become rich, famous, have power and status. The unfortunate fact is what happens. But if Lauren, who is beautiful, good looking if she took more photos of herself if she made more videos of herself and of her art she would have a lot more potential for success same with me that's why i'm doing these podcasts and recording these videos because the more i have game the numbers game yes the numbers game so what do you say to young people who are in this weird world where if they have so there's they do better on the internet okay so there's two types there's two types of of careers there's careers that generate the fact by the fact that you can get a license 
and those would be trades, plumbing, uh, electrician, air conditioning. Those are trades. You get a license. They guarantee you a certain amount of work. And there's the medical area. Those are also licensed areas where if you get a license, that is your, your key to be able to make money and go anywhere you want. If you want to be a teacher, you're going to get a license, and that license is going to permit you to work in any school or state of school where you want. You get that. So there's licensure, okay, which then gives you jobs, okay, and then there's everybody else. Everybody else would be like the gig worker, like you. Yeah. The guy who thinks, I don't need an education. Well, I, I have get, a master's degree. Or whatever. I got a master's degree. And it and doesn't I help de- me and in I, comedy. And I decide with this master's degree, I'm going to become, I'm going to spend $60,000 and I'm going to become a comedian. Now, I'm going to tell you, the, the only place I know where you can become a comedian like that is maybe if you go up there in northern Florida where they have the clown show, okay? And you want to become a clown, like a professional clown, that's probably where you can get your 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 degree in in that. Or uh, you study, so it's a numbers game. Or so you study acting. Or listen, most comedians uh, study acting. That's what you they can. do. You can right. That's what they want to do. They study acting. So what what do you say, I guess, to young people who want to make it in this world? What do you think the formula is to making it? Your your thought. Uh, sacrifice, work hard. And understand that it's not going to come easy. And that it may take a year, five years, ten years. And meanwhile, you're going to have to do things in between that put money on the table or bread in your pocket or whatever. And you may not make it. You may have to change four or five times. You may not succeed for 20 years. You may not succeed for 30 years. The journey will be the journey. That's the trip that you took. That's the cards that you chose to play. Okay? Um, listen, do you know today there's hundreds of singers out there who go on to all these bars, they never get recognized, they can be great singers, they just don't get recognized, and then maybe they get lucky and they get recognized, you know, and the same thing like comedians or actors or whatever, there is a numbers game, that's just the way it is, uh, or you're the, uh, like a, Baseball player, there's triple A, double A, professional. Yeah, I'm triple A right now. Yeah, correct. So that if you're happy with that, you should be happy with it and keep striving. But that's what you're going to be. But you can't think I'm going to make it be a millionaire and I'm going to be that. I mean, you can hope for it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to Well, that's it. The last two to three minutes were cut off because the batteries died in my task cam. But overall, I hope you got something from the interview. I had a great time interviewing my dad. More interviews to come. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. And I'll see you guys in the next one.